Welcome. This is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the Son, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast. We simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. and then on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, we have children's ministry available for both services and if you need to get more information on the church you can go to calvarydivine.org. Well, if you have your Bible open you can go ahead and turn it to Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 as we continue this verse by verse study. I entitled this simply, Did God Actually Say? Part 1. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study so there's his name all right son of the morning how you are cut down to the ground you are weakened you weaken the nations for you have said in your heart i will ascend into heaven and i will exalt my throne above the stars of god i will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north i will ascend above the heights of the clouds and i will be like the most high yet you shall brought uh, you shall be brought down to sheol to the lowest depths of the pit and we know that Jesus spoke of, of, and this is why I have a hard time when people don't grasp the concept of the devil. Jesus spoke of him. The Son of God spoke of him. In Luke chapter 10, verse 18, it says, Lucifer, star of the morning, became Satan, the accuser, when he fell to the, the earth. Jesus, speaking of the event, said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And we know that Lucifer had followers because he had one-third of the angels that fell with him. So Satan has power, but Satan is not all-knowing. He can only be at one place at one time. But he does have access to, to the throne of heaven for right now. Because remember, he, he goes to Job, he goes to God about Job, but he also goes and says to Jesus, I'm going to sift, I'm going to sift Peter. The devil's come to sift you. And you're like, wait a minute, man. <laughs> How do you have access? He'll lose all that once... Uh, once Jesus returns, and uh, we'll get into all that. But it says, why, why allowed uh, to enter? So this brings up an important question. Why, did, why was he ever allowed in the garden, right? That's the question that everybody has. How did he get access to Adam and Eve? Well, we know that he was thrown down, right? And so God allowed the devil to have access to the garden, and a similar situation can be found in Job. We know that, that Satan had asked God's, permission to test job but the lord allowed satan to tempt to tempt him but only within certain limits and we know that in job chapter 1 verse 12 it says so the lord said to satan behold all that he has is in your power only uh, do not lay a hand on his person then satan went out from the presence of the lord so god has allowed this to happen and and we have free will so adam and eve can be tempted Adam and Eve wasn't forced to sin. Adam and Eve had everything that they needed, and yet they fell into temptation and eventually into sin. And we know that the serpent, it says, was more crafty 
than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And so we know consequently that they, the blame cannot be placed upon God for their sin. It was their own choice. He was crafty. He was shrewd, sly, sensible is what the word means in the Hebrew. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says, And no wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. An angel of light comes in, and, and this is why it's so important as we get into next week, and we, we look at the Scripture and how Satan twists the Scriptures up, the command that God had given Adam. And that's why it's important for us to understand and know the Word of God. Even the Apostle Paul conveyed to the, the Corinthian church, he said in 2 Corinthians 11.3, he says, But I'm afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from sincere and pure devotion to Christ. You're going to be deceived by the craftiness and the cunning. I've told y'all, y'all have to be prepared to have an answer for when temptation comes knocking at the door of your heart. What are you going to say? Are you prepared to say no to that drink? Are you prepared to say no to that drug? Are you prepared to say no to that pornography or no to that, that, that person online? Are you prepared not to allow your anger to have full control and lose it? Like, are you prepared when the temptation comes knocking at your heart? Can you actually walk away from it? Or are you going to be fooled by an angel of light? In 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Whoever practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. From the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. We have salvation because of Christ. He's going to destroy the devil as well. And they were tempted because he was crafty. He was intelligent. They didn't have to sin. But they had the same free will that we have. Even in the garden. And think about it. How many times have you been in a place of contentment? and comfort and that's when you fall you have everything you need and the devil comes and gets you you have to be careful with that it's it's our own decision we need to remember that satan is an adversary it's an adversary that's why it's important as you raise your kids it is not your your job to send your kids to school and say well they're going to be missionaries but they're being trained by the adversary. That's your job to train them up. It's your job to get them ready. It's your job to prepare them and teach them the Word of God. But if mom and dad aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, or that single mom doesn't, I don't have time. You didn't hear that from Timothy's mom or grandmother. They raised a godly young man. It's going to be work to train your child up. Again, are you prepared to bleed? Sometimes when you work, you get calluses and they tear and man it's like you you want to do what god's called you to do as a mom and a dad as a husband and a wife to understand that there's actually an adversary in john 10 10 y'all know this verse very well the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy and i came that 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 they may have life and have it abundantly the devil wants to steal kill and destroy but jesus wants to give you a life and a life that's abundant an abundant life. An abundant life. And you know how you have that abundant life? In James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you submit yourself to God, 
Resist the devil. He'll, he'll go find somebody else to go get. Y'all ever watch those Animal Kingdom movies? What's the one that always gets, gets tore into? The weak one. The one that's hurt, right? That's the one that gets it. You know who the weak one is in the church? The one that decides I don't need the word. The one that thinks I can just be a Christian and just kind of do my thing, come in and come out. They don't spend time in prayer. They don't spend time in fellowship. They don't, they don't spend time meditating on God's word. They just, I think I'm good to go. And that's when that, that, remember Peter. Peter was away from, at a distance, following Jesus. And who did the devil go after? Hey, there's Peter. And yet, he's warming himself by my fire. Let me get Peter. And that's who he goes after. And so we have to submit ourselves to God and then resist the devil. And he'll flee. And sadly, he will find somebody else. It's very important that we recognize, land. like, I, man, I need to know what my weaknesses are. Right? What are my weaknesses? I have, and, 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 and this is important for you to understand, you have no control over sin. Only Jesus does. The moment that you think you got it all under control, you're in trouble. Because that's when the devil's going to come in and get you. You've got to be careful. In Proverbs chapter 27, verse 12, it says the prudent. The word prudent actually means naive. So it could say the naive sends, sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on suffering for it. Like you see that that thing's dangerous and you go, ah, <laughs> see you later. But that person, the other person who's blinded, they walk right into it, right into the danger, right into the suffering. In Proverbs 22, verse 3, it says the, the prudent, again, the naive, sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. I'm going to keep going because eventually I think this thing's going to pan out. Like I got control of it. Just like that kid. I start smoking weed. I, I, I heard two testimonies. And both of them started with, with weed. And eventually ended up on some heavy, heavy drugs. So it, it's, again, if you see danger, you're naive. You, you, you know, you go, hey, danger's there. I hide myself, but the simple just go on and suffer for it. It's like, no, man, I'm just I'm gonna not deal with this stuff. I'm not going around this stuff. That's why at first first Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen, it says, No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide you a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. It's like Understand the overpowering that the Christians, you're no longer a slave to sin. You have freedom in Christ. And, and, you know, and I, I don't know why it is that so many Christians want, want to go back and live under the law. You know, and, and, and it's like, why well, I have to serve. No, you get to serve. Man, I was sick, what, two Sundays ago? Leg, my leg was on fire. And I was like, I wanted to be at church. I was so excited about the message. Because I get to go teach. I'm not obligated. Like God, God used, I watch these, these, all of us, these rusty, dingy, ugly tools that God used Monday that the world would have nothing to do with because that's the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand, like, you can overcome those temptations. You can overcome that stuff. But you, you, you can't do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. Something that Calvary Chapel needs to get back to. Like that, that hey, I'm going to take the step of faith because the Holy Spirit's guiding and directing me. What do you mean? What, what is that? 
right? No, let's, hey, we're going to do church in the park. Well, who said you could do that? Well, God put it on my heart. Let's do it, right? It's, it's like you, you, you step out in faith. But guess what? The devil's going to put people in place going, oh, you can't do that. That'll never happen. It'll never happen. I remember Ryan, Ryan Reese told us, you know, you roll with the people that roll with you. And the, the haters, as he would say, as, you know, I, I don't, Matt says it really well, but the haters that don't want to be a part of it, you let them just go and you just keep moving forward. You do what God's called you to do in obedience. And you do that step of faith and God will back you and has you. And he's not going to give you the full picture. He's going to give you part of it. And then you got to take that step of faith and the next step of faith. And it'll happen. That school assembly has been prayed over for probably six years. We have tried and tried and tried to get into the school systems in San Antonio. But God sent us out into the outer cities, just like his son Jesus went to. He didn't go to the city. He's, his ministry was on the, all the small towns. And eventually it's going to hit the city. I'll, I'll, I'll share more with you all about Sunday. But I can tell you they've already been asked to go down to Catula. So it's going to keep going. And, and Mike cannot DJ no more. I had to DJ. I, I did that in my before Christ days. And all, but they were like, Dad, we need somebody to do the music. We need somebody. And I was like, oh. so I taught. I took little Justice who came with us. And I was like, I'm going to teach you. So he did the third show by himself. And I, I taught him because I'm like, I'm going to teach you because they need to see younger people doing this. We're here to pray. We're here to support y'all. We're here to, to serve in any way we can. And, um, and I had a blast doing it. Don't get me wrong. I love doing it. But, uh, you know, it, it, we have to be able to take that step of faith and do what the power of the, you know, understanding that if the Holy Spirit's given us to do it, he's also going to provide the power to do it. And we have to, so how do we know, okay, well, am I going this way? I'm going, you just, man, I got to pray. What does the Word of God tell me today? What am, like, I'm seeking direction. Let me meditate on the Word of God. Sometimes you'll be sitting with a friend and you'll get a word of, word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit. And it's just like, oh, that's what it is. I've been, <laughs> and you know that's what you're supposed to do. But the enemy tries to disrupt all of that. Because he's your adversary, what he's trying to do is he's trying to toy, turn the noise of the world up. And what happens with everybody? When the noise of the world gets turned up, what are you focused on? The world. And that's where everybody's been for the last three years. He's just doing this. Gender, turn it up. Abortion, turn it up. He's just cranking it up. Elections, turn it up. You know, it's like, and, and as, as Christians, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, go vote. Okay? Go vote. I remember David Rosales told us one time in a conference, I'll never tell you how to vote, but I will tell you this. If you don't vote based on God's word, what are you doing as a Christian? You read God's word, and then you vote. And you vote based on what God's word says. That's it. And then you go pray, you go vote, and you come home and you pray again. And you keep praying for your nation, and you keep praying for your leaders. That doesn't stop. It doesn't matter. I've served in, in the military. I've served Republican presidents, and I've served Democratic presidents. Before Christ, I voted for other people that I voted for Ross Perot, believe it or not. How crazy am I? I was a young kid, man. I love that dude. Because he, he just said what was, I was like, well, that makes sense. 
because it didn't sound like anybody else in in dc i was like well that makes sense but again i'm a knucklehead man i was young but now when i vote when i look at things i always tell y'all use the word of god and filter the things that come in so you know the direction you're supposed to go that's why you have god's word it directs your life it should be directing your life so if, if, the, if the noise is being turned up by the adversary, that goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Not your strength, His. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. We used to have this thing that we'd have to do. I don't know if Court remembers it. When we have to put on, because when we went to the, the first Gulf War, we had, uh, they thought we were going to get hit with gas. We did end up getting hit with gas, but it was because we blew it up. And you had to have all your stuff on within a certain amount of time. And then you'd have to say, gas, gas, gas. You'd have to have your mops, your gloves, your boots, masks, the whole thing. And 120 degree heat, sweating. And let me tell you something. Guys would have stuff over there. Oh, I left my other stuff over there. And the drill sergeant or the sergeant would come in and just look at you and go, dead, dead, dead. And I wonder how many of y'all actually know where your armor of God is. Like if you had to put it on right now, could you do, uh, do I know where it's at? Because you're supposed to do that daily. And it tells us in verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 6, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the evil and heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I don't know if anybody's told you this yet, but today is the evil day. Tomorrow, it'll be the evil day again. It's something we have to do daily. Not just when we, oh, okay, well, I think uh, I'm going through something. Let me, let me put on the armor. Where's my Bible? You're just like the, the, the guys I served with. Where's my sword? You know, I, I don't remember where I left it. Anybody, why'd y'all lock my prayer closet? Who's got the key, right? You can't even get in there. So we see the serpent and he shows up. It's the devil in disguise. And he approaches the woman first. Why? It's a, it's a great thing to understand that the devil knew destroy the role of husband and wife. He went after the wife. He went after the woman. Who was supposed to be leading? Adam. And he goes after the wife, Eve. He bypasses the man, appealing to the woman. But who's held responsible? Adam is. Adam, the man is. So... James, you're not married yet. When you get married, everything you do in your marriage, God holds you responsible for because you're the husband. That's how God created us. I love Ken Graves said, he goes, all of our feelings were removed with that rib. So men should not be led by emotions and feelings. It was taken out. You don't have those no more. He says, one of the things he can't stand is when somebody says, but I feel like, and it's like, that's a four-letter word that shouldn't be ever used is feel in the church by men. You are to be led by God, not by your emotions and feelings. You're to be the one that goes, you know what, let's pray on this, let's talk about it. I wanna hear everything you have to say because let me tell you something, that woman I got is a lot smarter, I upgraded. Like she, she downgraded. 
she could have married better. But God blessed me. I want to hear everything that's on her heart. I want to, before I make a decision, I want to know. But it's like, at the end of the day, this is why the devil went after the woman. He wants to destroy that relationship between husband and wife. He wants to destroy what God had created as man being led and being in charge. And he goes after her. And we'll get into the dynamics of all of that. So actually, we'll get into, did God actually say you should not eat of the tree of the garden? In the garden, but, you know, one of the things that we really need to get into is like understanding like next week as we dive into that scripture, you've learned about your adversary, but I'll end right here as we finish up. Remember that God is love and God's nature is good. God is perfect. God makes no mistakes. God cannot dwell in the presence of sin. That's why we are to confess our sins daily, daily. Why do you think we have communion once a month? So you can do business with God. God accomplishes His will on earth through what? The Word of God, through truth. Satan accomplishes his purpose through lies. He twists the Word of God. And we'll look at that. As we look at the lust of the flesh, the, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, you'll see all three of those that he uses against Eve next week. Each one of those. And John 16, 13 says that when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. That truth, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, is something that resides inside of you. When you gave your, your heart, you repented of sin and you gave your heart to Christ, the Holy Spirit resides in you and guides you and directs you. And you have to listen and turn down the noise of the adversary. You know how you turn that down? By being in the truth. Turns it down. We know in John 8, 44, it says, But when, uh, when a person believes a lie, then Satan goes to work in that life, for he is a liar, and he is the father of lies. He's going to lie to you. So faith in God's truth leads to victory. Faith in Satan's lies leads to defeat. Remember, Satan always masquerades and twists the lies by using some of God's truth. So when you don't know God's word, or you think... I got a little understanding. He twists it. It makes you think there's a little wiggle room here. It's all a lie. Apart from the Word of God, we have no understanding of the will of God. Apart from the Word of God, we have no understanding of the will of God. This is why Chuck and my pastor, every almost every teaching, you need to spend time in God's Word. You, not just your husband, not just your wife, you. You, pick a book, start a book, read the book, apply it, live it. Then you'll know what His will is for your life. Psalm 33, 11 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of His heart to all generations. God's Word does not change just because this generation is a little different than the last generation. When we look and see what's happening with Man, when y'all see the movie, when the movie is going to be about the Jesus movement. Anybody who studied the Jesus movement, what you see, we're in the same times that, that, that was happening in 68. Same stuff. But if the church doesn't get outside the building and start sharing Christ and being the light of Christ in this world. Can I tell you what I'm sick of? I'm sick of conferences. I'm sick of a discipleship classes. I'm sick of them. You know why? Light, light brings what? More light. 
You go out into the dark world, you're the light. You're going to shine for Christ and glorify Christ, and you're going to bring people to Christ. I'm not against those things. But it's like every church thinks, well, we need, well, we got to have a book for this. Acts 2.4.2. If anything, we learned from Chuck, that was an easy one, right? Be in the Word, spend time in prayer, break bread together, and have fellowship. And then you do what? You go outside and you share the gospel. You invite people to church. That's our job. You actually sit down and listen to somebody and what they're going through. Invest time with them. Let me tell you something. One of the things that broke my heart more than anything is a teacher who's getting ready to retire. She told me some of these kids don't even get a hug. They're not even told they're loved. And they got that on Monday. Can you imagine like your parent never telling you you have value or just hugging you and saying I love you? But that's what we've gotten now. The greatest pandemic that we have in this world is fatherless homes. That's what's caused most of these problems that we have today. And it's happening. It doesn't matter if it's in what, what uh, ethnic background we come from. It is affecting every ethnic background in a mighty way. Fathers are no longer part of the homes anymore. And every time I see a, a, a commercial, I'm, I'm wanting to throw something at the TV because they always have the man doing laundry and cleaning the kitchen and dressing the child and doing all this stuff and demask, you know, that, that whole thing where you're like, you're not a man. That's not what God's called you to be. You're, you're God's warrior to protect the home, to guide them, direct them. You're the pastor of the house. And it's like nobody's living the will of God. Nobody's sharing Christ. Nobody's being Christ in the home. Start there. Sadly, most of these kids, all they have is darkness in their home. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Most of these kids have parents and they go to church every week out of religion, out of obligation. They don't understand the relationship of Christ and the love of Christ. God's will comes from God's heart. And God wants us to know his will. Acts 22, uh, 22, verse 22, verse 14 says, And he said, The God of our fathers appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the voice from his mouth. Isn't that a powerful verse? Like God, the God of our fathers appointed you to know his will. Holy, holy, holy. He's being worshipped now, but he's saying, I, I need you to know my will. To hear my voice. I got, I got great things planned for you. Are you going to do them? Are you going to step out in faith and, and do it? And it's like, man, I want to know God's will. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, 5, verse 15 through 18. Look carefully then when you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Make the best use of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the, will of God, what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is a mockery, but be filled with the Spirit. Understanding the will of God means that we are powered and controlled by the Holy Spirit. You want to turn the noise of the adversary off? Be powered and controlled by the Holy Spirit. You'll catch it before it even gets started. And the, what will it say? The, it says, you submit to God and the devil will what? flee he'll flee because he can't get to you in colossians chapter 1 verse 9 it says and so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding we need to know the will of god and that's where we're going to stop tonight now next week we'll go completely through genesis chapter 3 verses 1 probably through 8 
as we see the interaction between Eve and, and the serpent, Satan. Okay? Now, the reason why I spent so much time on this is because you need to know your adversary and the tactics that he'll use. He comes in like light, but he's darkness. And you need to be able to pick up on that. And, and you know, the prayer is, is that, that you understand that apart from God, like God is love, God is all-knowing, and apart from God, there's no understanding of his will. He loves us enough that he wants to hear from us. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is, uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.